0: Welcome to the show. You are listening to the WE Podcast, where we speak, we grow, we rise. I'm your host, Sarah Maneras, and I'm passionate about creating community and providing a space for speaking authentic truth, growing together, and rising above challenges and into the full power of all we were created to be. On this episode of the WE Podcast, I get to chat with Heather Fry. Heather is an amazing, beautiful woman who I'm just honored to know and be connected with. You are just going to absolutely love her. Heather is the owner of Where Happiness Grows and author of Potential You, which is due out later this month in just a couple of weeks. Super exciting. And she's an online mentor of Create Your Bliss and Live It. She's happily married to her husband of 24 years and mother to three teenagers. Her days are spent empowering those looking to live a life of purpose and fulfillment. In this episode, Heather shares with us... a of her story and part of what has molded her to see the world the way that she does now she's such an inspiration and such a spreader of light and I know that you'll pick that up as soon as you hear her in the interview so let's go ahead let's hop in and let's get started here is my interview with Heather Right, here we are. Welcome, Miss Heather. I'm so Hello. yay! I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for being my guest.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, yes. So I always like to kind of start out with how we know each other, and how we got connected. And I feel like you're one of my guests that I know pretty well. Sometimes I interview people and I, ha- I don't know very much about them at all. <laughs> but I love interviews like this where I know you really fairly pretty well. I know your story. And so we can talk about that and draw from it. And it's awesome. So we met. Do you want to tell how we met or do you want me sure. to? Sure. Well,
1: we met online first, essentially, right? Yes. Friends are real yay (laughs) it's so true and uh you know it was a blessing to learn that we both live uh, in the same state so meeting online and being a part of the same uh, personal growth uh, course that we were both in it was so great to be able to take the people that were here local in colorado because there was people from all over actually even out of the country in that Mm -hmm. first course we were in together and be able to say, okay, let's meet and actually, you know, put some, some uh, feet with that face, right? Because normally you just see the little box of the person's (laughs) picture on, uh, on the Facebook. And so being able to put the rest of the body to the person was pretty exciting. So I think the first time I got to meet you, I'd already been friends with you online for, I don't
0: know maybe five months and then i got to walk into a starbucks and actually have you and that was really amazing so, yeah, yeah it's so true man people talk such like trash about facebook you won't go down this this road but <laughs> <laughs> they really you know i i think it can be used for very negative things but it i mean in the last two years probably i've only seen beautiful amazing positive things because i've gotten to connect with amazing beautiful women like you and i feel like we've we've created a pretty awesome relationship and also you know moving into collaborations and Lots of awesomeness moving forward. So yay for Facebook. Yes.
1: I wouldn't have known you otherwise. So thank you, Facebook, right? And that's where we say thank you to Facebook. So it's been
0: amazing. Yes, it's true. I don't know. I I feel like we were destined to meet. So
1: (laughs) we would have found each other regardless.
0: Somehow. Yes. So, yes, so we have gone through a lot of personal growth and development together. Um, We went into a group together, kind of trying to learn more about social media and how to grow our businesses. And through the process, I think we really have grown ourselves as well in a lot of ways. For sure. Yeah. So as you know, uh, with this podcast, the premise is speaking our truth and that's been a journey for me over the years and I'm getting better and better at it. (laughs) Uh, Me too. Yes. And so this is what I love too, is being able to provide a platform for other women to speak their truth. And I know you have an amazing story. Um, I've gotten to hear it and I've been touched by it for sure. And so I don't know if you want to just dive in and kind of, Tell people about you, kind of where you started, what what your what your story looks like, and I'll ask questions as we go if anything pops up. No, that's
1: great. And actually, you're one of the one of the small handful of people that first heard some of my story that didn't actually go through that story with me. So it was uh, your encouragement of uh, being more open about talking about it that uh, has has brought brought it more to the surface and actually helped other people, you know, since then talking about it. So thank you. And yes. So for me, um, my husband and I have been married almost 25 years and we have three children and they are 22 months apart. Our daughter was born and 22 months later twin boys were born. So at one point in time we had three children under the age of two life was very crazy but amazing at the same time but before the three of them came uh, we had a daughter named madison who we had gone through a normal pregnancy everything had seemed um, like it was going the way it should right it was our first pregnancy so we didn't know any different but it seemed normal the appointments were normal the ultrasounds were normal you know we'd gotten the nursery ready. We picked out the names, and uh, then my water broke, uh, which was both terrifying and exciting
0: <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but, uh,
1: and then when we got to the hospital and she was born, she was a few weeks early, so she was very small, but they weren't worried about that. However, she wasn't breathing, but they had said, "You know that's not abnormal either when they're early like this, sometimes the lungs haven't developed, and um you know, we spent the next two days just not knowing what was wrong with her. And this was back in the day when you just didn't, you know, Google things, right? This was, this mm-hmm. was at a time that the internet was still fairly new. So we were living in Hawaii at the time and the doctors were um, talking with, you know, doctors really all over the world saying this, is this is what we're finding. We don't know what's happening. Um, any suggestions type thing. and And they had her in the and the NICU and she would, um, you know, have a lung that would collapse and they would just right there with us, standing there, no hesitation, just, you know, cut her open right there and pump her lung back up. It was, it was, first of all, just amazing to watch the human spirit fight.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You learn a
1: lot when you watch somebody fight for every breath like that and, um, But after two days, we learned that uh, they still didn't know what was wrong with her, but all of her, her vitals were dropping and they just said there was nothing else we could do. And so they handed her to Jeff and I, and I was holding her and they unplugged all of her support systems. And we just looked in her sweet face and told her how sorry we were that we weren't going to get to get to know her. And, um, she just, she took her final breath. So Hmm. that was probably my first lesson in seeing that fighting spirit. You really do learn a lot. Uh, when you, you can watch somebody fight that hard. And then six weeks later, we learned when the autopsy report came back that she didn't even have almost zero diaphragm muscle so really she shouldn't have even made it the two days that she did so when you look back and you think of of her eyes and that fighting spirit and just you know struggling for every breath she shouldn't have been able to be taking any of those those breaths right she should have actually um, never had had been born just just every odd was against her so From that, uh, every time I feel like something might be hard or I feel like I can't do it, I think, yes, I can. I have breath
0: in my Mm. lungs.
1: I am capable of anything. I can do anything, right? So, um, yeah, that was was a hard one because then you come home to the nursery that's ready for the baby that's never coming
2: right? Yeah.
1: So there's that whole, that piece as well. And we were living in Hawaii at the time. None of our family was there, which, you know, actually probably turned out to be an amazing gift to Jeff and I from the standpoint of grieving through that, just the two of us, when you don't have any family nearby uh, with you. And we have, you know, amazing families, but none of them were there. So there was a lot of that we had to kind of just rely on ourselves and and each day you open your eyes and you think, I don't feel like getting up, but then you have to, right. And then it's, you know, you don't, you have to remind yourself to get up and then eventually you don't have to remind yourself to get up, but you have to remind yourself to get through the day. Right. But then eventually you don't have to do that either. It's the human spirit in that way is pretty amazing as well, as far as perseverance and just knowing that, um, I could be sad about it or I could be grateful that for two days I got to know her and I got to know, you know, the strongest person I've ever known. Mm. Right. So mm-hmm. to be able to take that away as a gift as well.
0: Yeah. Mm. Every time I hear it, I tear up, <laughs> I try not to cry over here. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. So thank you.
1: You're, you're, mm. you've been good about pulling that from me because I'm not one to share and not because I don't want to share her. It's just not my natural personality to talk about myself anyway. So, um, yes, I, I, I think about the days of you pulling that from me and, you know, the people moving on to the next story and you're going, no, no, wait, let's come back to Heather for a minute. I
0: was like, Oh no, no, no. You're not going to just breeze over that. (laughs) Yes. And so, you know,
1: there's a lot of healing in that too, because you know, it's, it's an honor to speak about her, right? Because she did live. She was, she was a part of our life. She, she touched, you know, every person that she came in contact with and impacted the the nurses in the, in the NICU as, as you know, they're all such angels, those nurses that are in the NICU. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, the fact that she went through everything she went through, the fact that she even could open her eyes because they knew she was in so much pain. They had her on, you know, morphine that they had said would not even probably allow her to recognize that we were there. And every single time we came to her bedside and we spoke, she opened her eyes and looked at us. And if Jeff spoke, she even shifted her eyes and looked at him. So to be able Mm -hmm. to have that gift of knowing that she knew we were there, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I thank you for sharing that with all of us and this on this platform. I know it is difficult to talk about. uh, And I know that you are the be happy on purpose, happiness (laughs) woman that always has a huge smile and your light just radiates. Uh, You're so encouraging and just love other people. And it's so obvious uh and i love to be able to have people know kind of where that comes from too do you know what i mean because i do think this is a huge piece of your story and it has molded who you are today for sure
1: mm-hmm. i think that you know in any situation it's always a choice and um you know one of the things that i like to um, talk about is, is the backpack. You've heard me talk about the backpack, right? And we're all born with that backpack and what we choose to put in it through our life's journey is going to determine that life lens that we see everything through. And so unfortunately, sometimes we don't get to choose what goes in that backpack. Other people choose for us and they put things in there that, um, we've not asked to be put in there and we carry that with us. And then that's the lens that we see things through. And for me, there were so many things throughout my life that, um, you know, got added to my backpack uh, that I didn't, I didn't want there. But then I also realized uh, with Madison that it is a choice and I could choose to honor her with the gift that she was, she showed me that if you have breath in your lungs, you can fight anything, right? Mm. And it's I just decided yes, and mm-hmm. I decided then and there that I was going to clean out that backpack, right? There was no reason that I needed to carry the weight of everything in in that journey uh, that was no longer serving me. And so, when you take that time and you go through your backpack and you take out the things that don't serve you oftentimes at the bottom of it is where you might find your smile, right? You find, you find your gifts and your talents that have been buried for so long that you have just, you've forgotten to remember who you are. You've Mm -hmm. let so much of, uh, what's been added in there, um, skew that lens that you view everything through. And then what happens from that is you take action from that lens. You're seeing things and, Oftentimes that's not even who you are, right? There's been so much added in there that you just, that authentic person has been lost for so long that, I mean, I'm sure you run into this as well. People, I've had people tell me they don't even know what their favorite color is anymore, right? Because they get so caught up in what's become the new normal of the day and the routine that they kind of just, start existing through life. It's a kind of a numbness that they just, you know, they get to the end of the day and, and, um, it's existing, it's not living. And I think that after, um, and I certainly could have been that way at different points of time in my life, but after Madison, I just knew that there was there would never be a time that I had breath in my lungs that I was not going to attempt to make an impact or, Um, be grateful for that and to say I can do it right I absolutely can do it I don't know how yet (laughs) but I can because all I need is this breath in my lungs and so like I said I just cleaned out that backpack I've been carrying around with me my whole life and took out all the things that no longer serve me and I started saying okay and I kind of did a reverse engineering this is kind of with the life that I want to create right I always say create your bliss and live it
2: (laughs) And Mm -hmm. this
1: is the life I want to create for, at the time, it was just my husband and I, right? Because Madison had passed away and we didn't have our other three children yet. And then you have to move forward with what you want to create for your family, for yourself, for your family, and and those people that you're going to serve along the way and the lives that you can impact, um, you know, if you're you're fortunate enough to do so. And uh, for me, that meant kind of reverse engineering that, who do I want to be at the end of all of this, and um, say, okay, what am I missing, as I looked at that person that I had created in my mind, what am I missing, right, and I knew for me, it was things like patience, <laughs> <laughs> and I needed to master procrastination, and there was a lot of those things, and that's where that personal development journey um, that you talked about earlier really comes into play, because when I knew I wasn't patient, and when I knew I was a master procrastinator, I studied how to break that habit, right? And so along the way, what I started putting in my backpack were all those skill sets that I needed to move forward, right? It's how you prepare in the valley before you climb the peak. And so
2: mm-hmm. if you
1: prepare well in the valley, then as you climb that peak, you can navigate it well. But if you don't, you know, you get halfway up and you don't have the skills in that backpack to reach back and grab to get you the rest of the way. So it's just, it's been a, it's been a journey. It's been amazing. It's not always easy, but I always just, I'm very quick to say, um, yeah, the whole be happy on purpose, like you just said, right? Where happiness grows is my, where you can find me on Instagram. And and that's just how I feel. I feel like uh, in every situation we have a choice and, I always choose, even when it's not easy, to find the reasons uh, for the smile.
0: Mm -hmm. So something you said I feel like is probably a new concept to a lot of people. And you said when you were talking about the backpack, you said that you can take out the things that don't serve you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that they can they don't realize that they have that power or that choice or whatever to to say i can do this i can remove the things that don't serve me i really think that that's a new concept for a lot of people or maybe they kind of know it but it's a matter of doing it that gets them stuck
1: well and oftentimes as you know You need somebody more qualified than yourself to do that with. You can't just say, I choose not to have that in my backpack anymore. It's gone, right? I told you that a lot of this stuff started, I mean, Madison would have been 18 this year. It started a long time ago. There was a lot of things that I had to work on in my backpack that you take out piece by piece, but you look at everything in your backpack and you decide, what can I do myself? Who do I need help with on this one? And when do I need somebody more qualified than any of those people to help me, right? Because at some point, there are things in your backpack that you absolutely need somebody to take you through that process. And, and only they will know with you how much time that will take. Some things are short. Some things could take years. But it. I think at the end of it, um, we always get to choose what goes back in that backpack and a lot of those choices are not easy i can tell you that some of them took years for me um, but it is making the choice that you want to take it out that you will no longer allow that to weigh you down because the ones that are the hardest um, to pull out in the first place and that take the most work to work on are also the heaviest Mm -hmm. and so in every situation you know it's funny because you'll hear two people talk about an argument right and one person has their story the other person has their story and if we look at it truly what's happening is there's their story each of them and then there's actually what happened because all of us even anyone that's listening to this podcast right now is going to hear it from their own backpack right Mm -hmm. so when they're done you could have, you know, 10 people even sitting in the same room and experiencing it at the same time, but they're going to take away what they need from it, right? We always take what we need, leave what we don't. And depending on that backpack that you showed up with and that lens that you're looking through because of it, that's how they're hearing us right now. And so I think, um, I think you're right. It is a new concept to be able to say, I can take that out, but isn't it so empowering to say, mm-hmm. I can take that out?
0: Yes. So empowering. So can you give us some examples of maybe what some things would be that people might want to take out? and, And what are also some things that you would want to put back in?
1: So as with everything, both the good and the bad goes in, right? You can't really take one without having the other. In fact, I think you can't really even know one without knowing the other In Mm -hmm. my own opinion. Mm -hmm. So limiting beliefs are something that I think a lot of people put in their backpack that don't serve them, right? Maybe along the way, either they've learned to believe that themselves, somebody gave them that limiting belief and put it in their backpack for them. That's one of those things that I was mentioning, things get put in our backpack without our permission. Right? Because it's so unfair for somebody to give us a limiting belief that you know for years can define some people. And those are the kind of things that I think can go into a backpack that don't have to be there, right And those are those are I won't say those are the easier ones to take out. Um, but those are the ones that can be replaced with something that is truth, right? because limiting beliefs are exactly. Um, uh, i mean they're alive we might as well just call them that oftentimes right because
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: you can turn that around and most of the times you almost have to equate it to i am enough you can almost take any limiting belief and turn it into i am enough and so i would say that's probably the biggest one uh, that gets put into a backpack that uh is not going to serve you. I think fear is another thing that gets put into the backpack that doesn't serve us, right? It keeps us from growing, it keeps us from reaching. Uh, we call it our comfort zone, but we're not very comfortable when we're in it because we ache for so much more, right? Mm-hmm. And that's actually how I, I ended up meeting you in the first place because the course that I took, I took based on the fact that I just ached. For more not to have more by any means but I just knew with everything in me that there was more inside me and I Mm -hmm. knew that if I could fill myself up that that would allow me to overflow into others and I just knew that that was my purpose was to to become so um, full (laughs) for lack of the right way to put it that I could overflow into other people that needed to hear that 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 it's okay to change i can't to yes i can right and mm-hmm. or um i don't know to i will right because you can you can do anything that you want to do whether you think you can or whether you think you can't you're right right with the, mm-hmm. the henry ford quote that is so true and mm-hmm. um Anytime you listen to anybody else's opinion, um, you wear that, right? It's not just listening or it's not just hearing it, but then you wear it. It's planting a seed. So uh, a lot of the, the stuff that goes in your backpack or people that you shouldn't really be spending time with, right? Those are the kind of things that have gone in your backpack. Who are you spending time with and take them out?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. sometimes.
1: It's not super easy because they're related to us, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't just take them out and, and, or, or, you know, you're married to them maybe even. And I'm not saying just discard people. Don't just take them out and, and uh, replace them. That's not what I'm saying. But take it out and look at it and see what needs to be replaced. And if you're not willing to replace it in the current form that you took it out in, then what can be changed? If it has to go back in the backpack, what can be changed? about that relationship or about Mm -hmm. that top track or about whatever it is before it goes back in your backpack, because you can't get to somewhere new with the same thinking that got you where you were. Right. So you have to, uh, it's the whole quote if you want to become more or if you want to be more, you have to become more. Right. And so, um, if things like the people that surround you have to go back in your backpack because you just, they can't be replaced, then how can you improve that, right? in that relationship on a scale of one to 10, is it vital? Well, if, if, if it's a 10 and it's vital, then what can you be doing to, to fix it? You don't have to be stuck with the relationship that you're in. You know, A lot of times it comes down to, and you would probably agree with this, that we teach people how to treat us.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. And yeah. so,
1: if, if if you're, we can't complain about what we put up or what we um, put up with either, right? So in that scenario, if 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 they have to stay, then what can what can be improved in that situation in that relationship? And so, um, but there's a lot of things, you know. I think of of when it comes to the backpack. For some people, it goes all the way back to early childhood
2: hmm yeah
1: and so it really I think for each person is going to be so unique and I think that's one of the reasons why um people will say why can this person be successful and this person isn't and a lot of times it really just comes down to you know what you're still holding on to because mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's always fascinating to me. I told you I have twins, I have identical twins. And you know, we're, as, we're all unique. Even my identical twins have different fingerprints, right? They have almost exact DNA, but they still have different fingerprints. And so
2: mm-hmm.
1: we're all unique beings. And at the end of it, um, when we're taking on, whether it's a, a confidence training, or like me, a procrastination training, or. A patience training, any of those things that I had been doing when I was trying to master patience, we're all going to learn it a little differently again because of that backpack and that life lens that we're looking through. And so that's why there's no one thing that mm-hmm. works for
0: everybody ever. Right. And you so. You seem okay. like, oh, sorry, you oh, seem like okay. the most patient person ever. <laughs>
1: study it I did I had time well first of all if you have three children under the age of uh, two you have to really learn quickly how to master patience but then even mm-hmm. as they grew it was you know there was times that I had all three of them sitting in my lap and and all four of us were crying <laughs> right? and so then as mm-hmm. they grew I knew that patience was one of those that I was gonna have to I was going to have to really master because it's, it's, uh, in every situation, depending on what it is, it's easy to just
0: go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because we all see you as patients. And so to know, you know what I mean? If anybody who knows you probably sees you as patient and I wasn't there in those days, <laughs> but I can, my, my sister had the opposite of you. She had a little boy and got pregnant with twin girls mm-hmm. when he was five months old. Oh boy! So, uh, he, I don't, I don't remember if he was even a year old yet when the twins were born. So it's interesting though that you guys have flopped. So I know from watching her how difficult that was and how chaotic and how holy moly. Yeah, you would definitely. (laughs) (laughs) You have to master a lot of life skills. Yes. And she's super patient too. So it's interesting. but to know that you worked on it behind the scenes and it was something that you poured into and you did the work, I think is huge. We don't see the people or we don't see the work that people do. A lot of times we just see the fruit, right? Of that work.
1: Which is so true. It's funny you say that because probably one of the questions I get asked the most is you and Jeff seem so happy right? Because we are, we've been married almost 25, well, 24 years when we were together five years before that. So almost 30 years we've been together, but we work at it too, right? It's one of those where, you know, I joke with people and when they say, I say, well, listen, I always give them the, on the scale of one to 10, (laughs) how am I doing in this category? Right? And so it's work on everything. There's nothing in life that is just, well, I'm sure there's something, but mostly things are not just easy. If, if, if you're a competent person, confidence comes from the doing right. And I always just, I take, I always use gymnastics. I was a gymnast. My daughter's now a gymnast. So it's easy for me to use that as a, as an analogy, but you take knowledge like the simple cartwheel Mm -hmm. and then you add competence, which is in the doing over and over and over again. And that's what creates the confidence of being able to do it. And you do it until it's second nature, like breathing. You don't even have to think about it. And then you get to go from, you know, the cartwheel to the round off, right? Or to the back handspring or to the back flip. It's a progression, but every single time it's taking the knowledge, it's adding that competence of doing it over and over again until it's second nature, like breathing. And so when it comes to my relationship with my husband, which it is an amazing relationship, but we've made it second nature, like breathing. As soon as something starts to pop up, you know, I make him crazy with the, on a scale of one to 10, <laughs> how could I improve it? And if it's not a 10, then I say, okay, what do I need to be doing to improve it? It's checking in. It's never guessing that I know, you know, what's happening. And if you become, uh, you know, the way that you're doing that, whether it's your patience or whether it's your, like for me, as I use the example, as my relationship with, with my husband, um, it's easy for people to say, it seems like you're so happy. Well, we are, but it's because we've worked at it. Or you mm-hmm. seem like you're so patient. Well, I am because I've worked at it, right? We don't automatically become good at things oftentimes. I mean, of course, we do have natural gifts and talents, but usually patience and confidence and, and happiness, those aren't usually, you know, innate. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. we have to we have to work to... To cultivate those. So um yes, it's it's worth it though. It's hard work in the beginning, but if you do that work up front, then um that second nature like breathing kicks in, right? It's it's right away, it's always there and it's kind of that alert signal saying something's off, you're not patient, take it down and <laughs> not. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's always easy to say, or, you know, it's I am, I think I recently told you, you know, my husband is always had the, the solid job. He's always been the, you know, number five guy in the company globally. You know, it's always one of those. He's always, you know, the accolades, the trips, all of those things. And um, he had recently decided to uh, start a new adventure and start with a new job that had been uh, really recruiting him pretty heavily, actually. And he left an industry he'd been in for 20 plus years and after eight months, they uh, had bought a new company and uh, my husband had been the newest to come on, so he was the first to go, right? mm-hmm. And it's funny how a couple of people that have known that he lost his job three weeks ago, and you know, that's always a hard one. You know, somebody calls and says, your job is, is done, effective immediately, and you don't get a choice, right? You've worked hard, you've done everything right, and yet you still don't have a choice. And it's been interesting because there's a couple of people that have even said to us, you still seem so happy, which is kind of an interesting thing to hear. Mm -hmm. You still seem so happy and so okay with that information. And I think if you do get to that point where that life lens that you start to carry and you see things through, you know that you can trust in that ability that you've created To um, automatically focus on, well, if this happened, it's because there's something better out there. And I'm just going to, you know, have that faith and trust in the fact that it's on its way, right? And so um, I say all of that. I say all of that (laughs) (laughs) to say, you're exactly right. It's really easy like you say you seem so patient. Yes, I had to really work on it. Right you know mm-hmm. people say you and Jeff seem so happy, we are, but we really work on it, you know, and then to have people actually be surprised that, and of course he's not happy by any means, but he's not letting it devastate him either, because what does that do right, and so right it's just it's it's interesting all the way around, and every choice we can choose, you know to think, okay, for eight months, I had this new adventure, and look at all the stuff I learned to add to my resume or I, you know, you could say, oh my gosh, after, you know, 26 years or whatever it's been, all of a sudden I don't have a job and it wasn't even my choice. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, again, it's, it's comes down to how we look at it every single time. So,
0: yeah. What I hear though you saying too, is that you even made a choice with something as difficult as losing Madison, how you were going to view it, how you were going to see it and how you were going to use it in your life to propel you forward and to make things better rather than, rather than worse. And I'm one too, where, uh, Early childhood events definitely got put in my backpack, changed the way that I viewed myself for sure. Um, And I spent years being completely destructive and a hot mess, really. Because I allowed those things to stay in, in my backpack. And so you're just such a powerful example of, and obviously, eventually I took it out and looked at it, but (laughs) thank goodness. (laughs) Holy moly. (laughs) But you're just such a beautiful example of what this looks like to that, that you can go through something hard and you can be so hurt and heartbroken and devastated and you can take that and and you can make a choice to use it for something that's going to honor her life and make your life better rather than being stuck in in the in the pain, I suppose. I mean how would you phrase that? What do you think people get stuck in?
1: Well, it's really easy to do the what it could have, should have, too, right? Um, Obviously, with Madison, we couldn't have done anything different, but that's a a, a different example. Oftentimes, there's the the I should haves, right? And and when we should all over ourselves.
0: Yes. (laughs) We should not should on ourselves. We should never should on ourselves, ever. And I think that's probably
1: where a lot of people get stuck. And I would say, if that is you, to use that instead to be able to say, okay, it wasn't perfect, but it's going to be the thing that next time is my launching pad instead, right? If if mm-hmm. we have something hard happen to us and we don't learn from it, shame on us because I know for me, I couldn't have learned anything from Madison as far as doing things differently that would have affected the outcome. It's just the way that everything came together as um, you know, she was forming. There wasn't anything I could have done different there. But what I did learn from that is life is so incredibly precious, which I know we say that every single day, right? We always say, "Ah, oh, life is so precious. Don't ever waste a minute. But when you have Forty-two hours—the only forty-two hours that you're ever going to have with your child—and you have the opportunity to look back on that. I mean, there was times that I was afraid to touch her, right? Because when we touched her, her blood pressure went up because her just everything about her whole body was in pain. So I was afraid to touch her. Um, you know, so you have those things where you say, "Don't ever let fear." keep you from moving because had i known that i was only going to get those 42 hours with her um i would have just loved on her more because what we learned later was not that i was hurting her that her body was reacting to the touch as well right so um it was just different from being in the state that she was in and and you look back on that and you think oh my goodness could I have done something differently there? And then what I learned from that is that I have been that person that, for a really long time, um, I didn't share my feelings. I didn't share my my words. "I love you" wasn't a, something I said often. And um, after that, looking back on Madison, I realized there's never a moment. That you shouldn't speak when your heart feels it. Mm. There's never a moment that if you want to reach out and touch somebody that you shouldn't, right? Unless it's against their will, then you shouldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mean thanks, like that. Thanks it's for clarifying, creepy. Heather. <laughs> don't
1: be crazy about it. But don't take for granted that you get a chance to do it again, right? Hmm. It's, it's that whole quote, when your heart speaks, say it. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really believe that because I try to, you know, oftentimes you'll say to me, you're such an encourager, right? That's the word that you use when you describe me. And I love it. It makes my heart smile. But I learned that from Madison, because there was a lot of parents in the NICU in the, also with us, right? Who's, whose children were going to go home one day, but they had a long journey ahead of them. And you just have to love people where they're at every single time. It's mm-hmm. not about changing them. It's not about any of it. It's just about being there. Sometimes you just have to share space.
0: You mm-hmm. don't even have to
1: say anything. And yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing is that um, when you go through something like that, you learn that you don't ever get a second chance to do it over again. And don't ever take for granted that you'll have that, right? mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a powerful uh, piece of grief to go through to learn that, and so it's one of those that I often uh, try to teach, even with my own children. I'll always say, if you feel like you want to say something, say it. Don't wait, right? Mm-hmm. Just say it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, um, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and you're such a example of that, like knowing you and knowing how you live and I mean, I think knowing you in within me it makes that even more powerful because it's like, yeah, you do do that, I've seen you do it, and i <laughs> you do and and you're very um able, I think, to be bold in. Speaking over people in a way that other people I think are feel timid or scared or worried to do, and they hold back, and so wow, i I just yeah, I hope you know what an example you are, but also I think we can take from your example and use it also in our own lives. yeah, yeah. so thank you for that. So the thing that I love about you and, and something that you said earlier that I want to go back to quickly is you said, it's all about creation. It's all about what you create in your life. And this is actually something that I have been learning more about or thinking more about as I'm kind of walking through us a bit of a spiritual journey in my life the last few months, um, is that we are here to create. Like, that's the point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so when you said that, I totally latched onto it. And I'm like, we need to come back to this. Because this is your whole premise, really, behind everything that you do. Mm -hmm.
1: It is. And for me, the whole create your bliss and live it, is about, because when it comes to potential, right, we all have so much potential inside us and everyone's is different. And Mm -hmm. bringing out your best potential is going to come from touching the lives of others, right? I mean, we do so much more together than we can ever do alone. And Mm -hmm. I think that anytime you can create something that will impact somebody else in a positive way, you should. And so by the whole create your bliss and live it philosophy for me, where everything I look at is through the life lens of bliss. And I'm not saying sunshine and roses because I think that we could all agree after, you know, hearing just even that one piece of my story. And and, and quite honestly, there's many,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: you know, but when you have, fall to your knees and heard that cry of, of pain come from you that you don't even recognize as yourself, mm. I would say that I don't always think it's sunshine and roses. But when I say choosing bliss can be a life lens, what it does for every single life you touch throughout your day is you impact them. And if you get to choose to impact somebody in a positive way, just with a simple smile with a hello, with just asking about their day. Um, you know, just it, just saying something along the lines of, you know, I've loved sharing time with you, right? Just any of those things. If you want them to be authentic for sure. Don't ever make stuff up because then they can feel that. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you're creating a ripple, right? You throw that, that rock into the pond and it ripples out. That's what you're doing when you're creating. You're creating something that when you leave that person's space, everything that they do from that point is affected by you. Even if it's something really small, they may not even recognize it, but it's enough to impact their day in a way that it ripples out to the next thing that they do. And we can never take for granted that we know somebody's situation. Um, Mm You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to a complete stranger and my children always say, do you need to talk to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> but there's sometimes when I just feel like there's people that need somebody to reach out to them. Right. And I have mm-hmm. had people take my hand and say, you just made a difference in my day. Thank you. And they were a complete stranger right before that. And it just comes from. Creating that space where it's an energy that flows off of you, right? And it can be good or bad. When our, mm-hmm. my children fight with each other, I even say, You're impacting each other's lives right now. You get to choose. It's a choice whether you want to impact somebody positively or negatively, right? Mm-hmm. And so, anytime you can choose to be the change in someone's day, you want to be the change that leaves them, you know, a better person, not sad or disappointed or feeling lesser about themselves and so that's something that jeff and i have have tried to always I teach our children is that they create you know what happens to them because it's true we we get to create
2: mm-hmm. what
1: happens to us and it's not always easy it takes it takes a lot of work sometimes but you also get to feel good about that because it's yours you've created it and if you can create a space where you can find um the good even within the hard then it just becomes a different lens that you see everything through just simply you know my husband losing his job has been that's hard right Mm -hmm. it's uncertain it's it's scary. It's a lot of different things. When you live in a world where you have so much money going out, out every month. You've got bills, you have three teenagers, you know, you all of it. But you can choose to let fear run your day or you can be, you know, and that's reactive or you can be proactive and say, "I'm going to do all that I can to create the outcome," right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's basically the um expect the effect right
0: yeah we create our own reality we mm-hmm. totally do, yeah, every so totally single do. Time.
1: and then we yeah. do, oftentimes we spin a story from that reality we've created so oftentimes yeah. it's not even
0: the real story <laughs> <laughs> it's true that is yes. true <laughs> yeah
2: so, yeah i say
1: you know the, instead of living by cause and effect live by causing I heard that Mm. in training years ago, and it stuck with me because I think it's so true. Um, Instead of just taking it as it comes, create the effect that you you want to see. It's not always going to be perfect, and failure uh, is definitely inevitable. But use it right as a as a stepping stone, as a launching pad. Instead,
0: yes, I love that. You said earlier, if something happens to you and you don't learn from it, shame on you. I wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> it's this true. We'll get, right? <laughs> no, but it's true. It's, it's nice and, you know, it's bold. And it, it, there's so much truth to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. I, I want to ask you a couple of questions as we kind of wrap up here so the first one is is what do you think what has been the most vital to your growth
1: i think for me it was letting go of the comfort zone and realizing that um, you can either sit in that that cell of, of discomfort thinking you're in your comfort zone and let fear drive you or you can take that key that you actually hold and unlock the door you know it's it's about reaching and stretching because when we reach we take on a new shape right when we stretch we grow and it's funny uh, it doesn't have to be big it can be one percent different than you were yesterday but guess what after 12 months you're 365 different just from stretching a little bit every day out of comfort zone. It's just simply don't be afraid to fail, right? If you can ask yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen if I fail at this? And if you can live with the answer, then you absolutely need to do it. And if if you need to start with something small, start with, you know, talking to a stranger, if that's out of your comfort zone. If it's um, having a conversation with somebody as you're, you know, ordering your deli meat at the deli counter, do that, right? Just do something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable every single day to stretch out of that comfort zone. But don't ever be afraid to fail because failure is going to happen regardless. So if you know that up front, and you know that you're going to look back and say, I'm going to learn from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or shame on you.
0: Right. <laughs> right.
1: Um, then you should never be afraid to fail. And, and oftentimes, like we talked about earlier, it's that story we spin in our head. And and that creates the reality. And then that talk track that's on top of that is what becomes scary, right? Oftentimes what we make up in our head and all that talking that we do never actually comes to be in the first place. So we spend all that effort and all of that emotion on something that's not even going to happen. So that's Mm -hmm. the long answer for the short question. And to say, don't ever be afraid to fail because, It's not going to kill you. And then if you ask yourself the question before, if I can live with it and it is gonna kill you, then you know then that's not one of those that you say, yes, I'm willing to take that risk. Yeah. But that's usually a very, very small percent that would ever even have that be the answer to the question. So right. ask yourself, can I live with what happens if I fail? If the answer is yes, then do it, and then just keep reaching out of your comfort zone because that is where life actually becomes super exciting. It's so painful to sit and wish and ache to be more and do more and give more and not do it. That's mm-hmm. actually super uncomfortable. So for me, yeah. I would say that's my biggest thing is that I, I have learned that, oh, I feel so uncomfortable right now. I can feel it in my skin. It's tingly. I don't like it. I, I better do it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's amazing. All right. So, walking away from this interview, what's something that you want to make sure that people know?
1: I would say, you know, kind of going back to that quote earlier from the words whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. It will come down to every single time do you think you can? And I think that if you can, it doesn't matter how many people don't believe in you, just don't ever be one of them. Mm. And so if you can walk away, I'm hearing this tonight, knowing that the next time you say, I don't think I can, that you can hear me say, repeat after me. (laughs) Mm. Yes, you can. Yes, I can let that be your mantra yes I can and and I think that that will move mountains for you don't ever don't ever think that you can't because you can
0: mm.
1: if you have breath in your lungs you can
0: yes I love that I'll never forget it mm. <laughs> thank, you. thank you so I'm sure after hearing this interview if if people don't already know you they're gonna want to Get to know you and connect with you more. And so, can you tell our listeners how they can find you, what you have coming up? I know you have some amazingness coming up, lots of good stuff uh, on the horizon for you. And so, uh, we have actually a collaboration coming up, which is super super exciting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx. Yes. Back to my middle school days. Yeah. You owe me a yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so that's very, very exciting. So tell us just a little bit. How can we find you? When do you have coming?
1: So on Facebook you can find me as Heather Fry. That's pretty simple. And on Instagram you can find me as We're Happiness Bros. And yes, our collaboration. I'm very excited about that. So that will start up on my end of town in September. And um, am I allowed to say what it is? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> well, right yes.
1: You have your meetup that's going on in your area of Colorado. That's amazing the we are women rising meetup that has, has just been growing consistently and beautifully all summer long where women just uh, get to come and, and be empowered and empower each other. And it's a wonderful thing for for all women to uh, be a part of. So we're starting something like that here on my end in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. So that is very yeah. exciting. And that will kick off in September.
2: Yes. Part in the corner. So, uh,
1: yes. And then I'm just uh, right now wrapping up a book that I am finishing called Potential You and um it's a little bit it's a planner it's a workbook it's personal development it's uh it's gratitudes it's affirmations it's basically uh, broken down through the fundamentals of the abcs right because it's kind of funny i wanted to do a year-long planner and the abcs twice is 52 weeks so how great is that
0: you're nice. Yeah. yeah. For
1: the last year, I've been doing the ABCs of happiness on yeah. my on my Facebook and my Fridays focus for my blog, and so it was funny as I was thinking, how do I want to lay this out week by week? And I thought, oh, why don't I just continue with my ABCs of happiness? Right? Because twenty six weeks, you know, twice is fifty two. So how great is yeah. that? They they're coming out in six month planners. So. It's exciting. It's kind of taking, starting with authenticity, right? Just being authentic, authentic and just saying, who am I? And that, that takes a lot of work.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: it's it's unpacking your backpack. It's totally unpacking your backpack. It's putting things in there that only serve you. Um, Between now and the end of the year, uh, there'll be 26 lessons, one each week where there'll be something different, very small and short to learn from. And then, you know, there's affirmations and, and gratitudes and top priorities towards your goals and included will be the planner itself as well. So you can kind of, it's all encompassing having it all in one place, which is exciting. So, Mm -hmm. um, hopefully the goal right now, the release date on that is the third week of July. So that's exciting to, uh, to see come out third week of July. Yes. That's the, the
0: 23rd. Wow, girlfriend. Yeah. <gasps> That's closer than I even realized. That is amazing. Uh,
1: Mindy, Mindy Stevens Creative is helping me with that. And she's been doing amazing work. And so um, she's just finishing up the cover right now. That's the last piece that we have to, to get it uh, published. So yeah, oh my
0: goodness. Oh my goodness. That is so, so exciting. exciting. So real so I, I just, I just know that I can stay on here with you forever. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I have so many more things I want to say. Uh, wow. I cannot wait for that. That's amazing. You, one thing you said though, when you were talking and I am not aware of is that you have a blog. You said you posted on your blog.
1: So my blog right now is on Facebook. It's Friday's focus. That I was okay. doing. Okay. Put the play on my name with fridays right with heather fry and so um yeah so that had i had done that the first 26 uh, letters of the alphabets uh, for the first half of the year and so that will pick up again starting next week there's been a, a couple of weeks uh hiatus on that but yeah so that will be picking back up as well and so eventually I'll move that to um, a regular blog as well. But right now I love having it on Facebook because that's where I connect with so many people. And so it's yeah. been great to have it there. And it's just, uh, it's a, it's a lesson each week on, um, you know, whatever letter it happens to be. And the next, mm-hmm. the first one I'll be doing will be A, and I'll be doing it on align your life, right? And just how, um, when your life fills out of alignment,
0: pay attention. So. Mm-hmm. awesome yeah. all right well everybody needs to hop over for sure and connect with you there if they aren't already because you're always putting out so much goodness and just lifting other people and it's amazing so mm-hmm. thank you awesome. for that I
1: love yeah how people think yeah
0: Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Heather. Thank you for being here. I just love you. Thank you for sharing your heart and your wisdom and, and, you know, a piece of your story that I know is difficult to talk about, but I think that we all walk away better as well, hearing your experience and how you were able to take that and just turn it around in such a way that you made your life miraculous and the way that you touch other people, um, is huge as well, all coming out of that really hard, hard, painful, um, thing that happened. So thank you for that.
1: Well, thank you. As you know, I adore you and you are one of the biggest reasons that I can speak about that story, Mm -hmm. uh, more so these days. So thank you for giving me that, that space to,
0: to share her with everyone. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being brave. Wow. Wow. Wasn't that just absolutely amazing and so, so powerful. Thank you so much, Heather for sharing your story with all of us. I really believe that we are better because of it. And so I challenge you today, think about Heather's words. What life will you create? Who do you want to be at the end of all of this? And how are you going to choose to see every situation that crosses your path? I think it's so empowering and so beautiful to know that We do have a choice and we do have the ability to take out the things that don't serve us. And so thank you for that perspective, Heather. And I just hope that all of you can take that and use it to live your life to your fullest potential, just like Heather says. All right, my friends. So I want to make sure that I tell you about my course that's starting on Monday, July 16th. The course is called We Lead, and I would absolutely love to have you in that space. It's the first time I'm teaching a live course in quite some time. So it's very exciting. We get to interact with each other, be live with each other, chat with each other. There will be eight weeks full of modules and lots of interactions in a Facebook group. And so if you're interested in developing your inner leader, learning how to speak your voice and impact the world in the way that only you can i encourage you to hop on over to my website sarahmoneras.com under the tab work with sarah check it out we lead it starts in a week i hope that you hop in there and i hope you take advantage of it it's just going to be absolutely amazing Remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow like crazy, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.